0: Welcome to the Gig Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Meckler, and today we've got Kevin Gastongue on the show. Kevin is a keyboard player, composer, and recording artist. He's been a longtime member of Corey Wong's band, just returned from a month-long Europe tour with Corey's group. Kevin is a longtime member of the legendary Dr. Mambo's Combo, who's held residency at Bunkers in Minneapolis since 1987. He's released two albums in 2020, Vigilant Cranes and I Wear My Face on My Head. One, a uh, solo piano showcase, and the other featuring funky, soulful grooves, each one showing off his creativity, facility, and songwriting. We've played together in a whole bunch of contexts over the years. I'm pumped to sit down and catch up on all the exciting things he's doing. Welcome to the podcast. Please welcome to the podcast, Kevin (sighs) Gastongue. Hi. Hi. How are you? (laughs) good. So, uh, so how did you get into every band? That's, I mean, like when I think of Kevin, <laughs> it's like every band I see. It's like, how is Kevin also in this band? Um, like, what wh- what do you attribute to that? You know, like you, you play you play with uh, the New Sound Underground, the Combo, Alex Rossi, Corey Wong, Nookie Jones for a while. You have that Oregon Trio with JT Bates, who's another like local Minnesota hero who just played on Taylor's, Taylor Swift's last album. Uh, yeah. I was always amazed that you like you had all your music memorized. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, w- w- did you make a conscious decision to start memorizing yeah. tunes? Was it like you because you were just playing in so many bands, you memorized so many tunes, and that that's what helped kind of get you there? Like, w- can you talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah. No, that's that's a it's a great question. Um, something that was a very conscious decision, um, which I can attribute to um, you know gigs going bad. Uh, you know, Uh, early on in my, you know, career, realizing that like, well, I got to make money and I want to meet as many people as possible. And basically I want to get as many calls as I can, uh, whether I can do the gig or not. And so I'm, I'm, I'm here like, you know, 21, you know, like still maybe in college, um, starting to play around town a bunch, getting all these calls and then just you know, coming from not really knowing the etiquette or anything, but I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, learn these tunes, like learn, learn all these like R&B tunes for this, for this group or this show, make a million charts. You know, it's it's fine. You know, I'm just going to make charts, read it. Like I kind of like the music. I don't really know like anything about, like I'm doing all these gigs with all these different, all these different genres that I don't even, I'm like, well, I can play chords and jazz and stuff. So uh, I got kind of like a cocky attitude. Like I yeah. like I know music and I can, I can show up to the gig and, um, and you know, it kind of worked. Um, but there's, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I had enough, a few gigs in particular where it's like, I'm starting to, I'm, I'm supposed to lead the song. Um, and I'm, I'm in double time. It's like me and the singer. On my chart, it says yeah. you know, six eight, but I'm like, I'm going twice as fast.
2: Twice as the as fast, <laughs> you know, <laughs> than
1: what it should be. Yep. And the singer has to like explain why I don't know the tune or something like that to like a a pack, you know, like 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 yeah, really like kind of, you know, uh, record scratch things, um, in front of a lot of people. And you know, I had a, a few moments like that where I kind of realized, you know. We, even if I don't like them or not like I didn't like the music, but I need to give the respect to the artists around me. Uh, I'm thinking about my name and reputation. Um,
2: yep. And
1: basically, yeah, I mean, I, I think for me it, it was a lot of uh, failing and, um, and then changing, you know, um, learning from my mistakes and looking around me, looking around at the other um, musicians or the keyboardists in town that um, I respected. And then, maybe noticing things about them and looking at what the people around me um, weren't doing um, and thinking, well, if I just know all this stuff, yep. I mean, in the long run, it's gonna be a lot less stressful. Um, also, I realized when I know music, I have a lot more fun on the gig. Oh yeah. And I play better and I'm not stressed out. Like. I realized how much I like I've relied on my ear. Um, that was another thing about when I was younger or, um, kind of starting, out was just like, like I said, kind of like a cocky, like, you know, I can play by ear very well and I can, you know, I can hear changes and whatever. I got this, you know, I know right. chords and stuff, but I didn't understand, um, really the music, uh, like, uh, different genre specific stuff, you know, um, yeah. which just comes from time and, and soaking up, uh, turns out I actually ended up liking a lot of the music, um, I was playing. I just was naive and, um, and just young, you know? Um, so I realized really quickly that, or not quickly, but I realized, uh, eventually <laughs> that, um, I needed to, uh, I just felt much better memorizing everything and giving people respect and that people would, you know, uh, would tell other people to hire me because yep. he gives, basically I, I'm respecting the people around me and I'm respecting the music, respecting the craft. Right. And it's like, well, I, and then realizing like, well, I want to be a keyboardist, right? Like that's my job. So I'm going to be good at it. Even if for gigs that like are just random people are calling me, like it was it's like, I'm looking at this, like it was, it was just like, okay, a long term approach. I gotta. I want to try to memorize every song I play for every gig. You know, and yep. obviously I don't do that for every gig. I mean, sometimes it makes sense to, you know, um, to have charts or stuff. I, I, I do have charts still. You know, I'll, I'll make random little charts, but m- a lot of the times, like I'm trying to memorize and listen to the listen to the record as much as possible. So, I mean, I do like a thing. I um, I'm, right now I'm learning Sam 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 Greenfield. Yep. Um, his music, um, which yeah. is a guy that would be a good guy for the, for this podcast. Yeah, Incredible sax player. Yep, And uh, we're going on the, uh, cause cruise, um, in a couple weeks, which is in Europe.
2: Yep. Uh, Dave
1: cause cool. and, um, he's got a set. So his music is, is incredibly hard, but I line up all, line up all his tunes on, uh, on logic. Um, and I just play every single time I, I, I just play through the whole song and, and just do, do the same song over and over again and, and try to learn everything by ear. Um, or like have it, maybe it's the charts nearby, if I have it, kind of look at it, kind of reference it, but just basically play everything to the track. It's like the classic stuff, like get with the tapes, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but like, I, I, I really, um, through failure, I feel like ended up being like, okay, I need to play along to the music every gig I do and um and and then in turn I'm learning a ton a lot a lot of the little details you know like um if you look at a a chart for like a for a steely dan I did a I did a steely dan cover band gig or whatever you know and I I I memorized like everything you know showed up as a a sub you know yep it was like yo what's up I got you you I got Um, you (laughs) and um but there's so many little details that aren't in the chart and they're like yep. so keyboard specific and in turn, I'm uh, learning more about music. My ear is improving and right. I'm also and other people are going to talk about, you know, this guy is like is serious, you know, he shows up. And, and so yep. I guess the whole thing is about um, reputation, um, you know, uh, Hoping that other people are going to give you work, I guess.
0: <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, based yeah. Off
1: your own reputation, you know. You know, um, it's
0: it's interesting, man, because I, you know, you talked about like I know jazz chords, and so I feel like I can just do it. I think there is a certain thing, a certain attitude in the jazz community that you know you can just show up and read stuff, um, and that's good to be able to do that, of course. But I remember hearing a master class not long ago. I think it was, I think it was Christian McBride, maybe, and he was talking about like how he learned all the music to this one big famous artist that he loved. And he like, his suggestion was pick an artist that you really love. Uh, and maybe that you have access to somebody you can see somebody that's in your local scene and just memorize all their music and then go to them one day and just be like, I got all your stuff memorized. Do you ever need a sub, you know, and he's like, yeah. he's like, I got this random He was, I did that with this one artist and I got this random call. And, you know, they they went deep in the book. They were like, they started calling tunes that they don't usually play in weird keys. And he's like, I had all of it. I had all of it. He's goes, so they. So I was like, I had the, gig yeah, for the you know the, for the rest. That's that's how I got the combo game,
1: Basically, yeah. is Bill Brown, uh, the keyboard so, of the Dr. Mom's combo, was getting like shoulder cup surgery. Um, and Michael, I think, Pitar and Corey, or kind of vouched for me for to Michael Bland, and he's like, oh, give him a shot, you know. And I was like well, if I show up every, I mean, I showed up, I had learned like 50 tunes, you know, Um, showed up, everything memorized, uh, multiple keyboards and stuff, you know, and like, if I, if I show up memorized, like, I mean, there's not a lot of other keyboards in town that actually do this gig. There's like really not a Maybe there's one sub or something, but like yep. I can grab the sub gig just because I know the music. I know right. that they're going to call me just because I know the music. Even if I, even if I suck, yeah, you know, <laughs> like they probably which you
0: don't, me. of course, yeah.
1: But but you know, like like even if it's just like, well, he knows the gig, so you know, uh, and and I'm like, oh yeah, I know the gig. Like I feel comfortable. Like what's up, you know? I I know the stuff. Like I gave you all this. I showed you this respect. You know. Yep. Of, of spending hours of my like you have no idea how much how long i spent working on this you know yeah but just you know just to show up and and just be on the level as as everybody else um you know to to a certain extent of um, at least knowing the tracks knowing, knowing the stuff showing that you you like the music and you care or showing that you care you know yeah and then and then if you could, if you have you know uh, if you can solo and whatever and have some experience in groove i guess that matters too but um, but just knowing the stuff is a huge thing for so many bands, like for subs. So yeah, a lot of right. it is like inching in, uh, getting that sub gig thinking, thinking like, no, this is, yeah, this is one gig, but it could turn into, um, a gig. You don't know who you're going to be friends with or like what, uh, relationships are going to be long term. Like yep. it could happen anytime where you meet somebody and that, that could be a thing that really changes like, um, it changes your life. Um, to a small degree or a large degree, you know, um, and it's well, just be your best self. I guess what it comes down to, um, as totally. much as you can. And if it's and if you, you know, like, like I said earlier, like we want to be musicians, right? So, you know, be a, you know, <laughs> respect the craft. You know,
0: yeah, do the work.
1: Do the work. You know, uh, it's, it's the. But it's uh, it took uh for me. It took me a long time to figure out my workflow of of doing the work and what that meant. And then what it meant was getting a system of like, okay, so I have my computer, I have these tracks, um, now I put them on my computer, I listen to it through headphones, I have a keyboard that I can hear through it. Um, okay, I'm gonna listen to this tune, play it through, kind of learn it as I go, and then get all the chords, and then listen through, take a break, come back. You know, like like yep. your, your own workflow. and then I have it blasting in my car. Af- after I learn all the changes, and I listen to it in my car, and then I, I feel like I, then I can soak it up more, you know like the test taking strategy and all that stuff you know yeah um which i i'm doing all the time i'm doing right now um you know for for learning tunes like i got coming up next week two weeks you know like it's just trying to keep it um keep listening and um but uh but i'm always learning and i'm improving my ear yeah by doing this you know
0: yeah man when i when i you know when i started uh playing brass band music the culture around brass band music is you know, for horn players, you don't often come up against a gig where it's like, there are no charts. Here are recordings. You got to learn it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, that yeah. was my first That's, experience I with that. that. Man, it was great. And I was in my master's program and I remember being like, I don't have time. I, f- I remember feeling like, I don't have time for all this. It's so many tunes. I don't know how I'm going to remember everything, you know? And I, I was like panicking at first. And then the more I did it, and like you're saying, it's like, I figured out a workflow. I was listening all the time. I mean, it's like, you really kind of have to. Absorb it from multiple angles and uh then later on so i had learned you know for jack brass i learned like 200 tunes or something 150 tunes of brass band tunes and a lot of them are like one four five they're in b flat they sound really similar but (laughs) they're different and they're hip they're each hip in their own way um and for me you know one of the things that helped was memorizing all the lyrics that was something that i really put on the back burner at first and then later on i was like oh if i know the lyrics i know the melody so like then it helped me to like know the tune better to know the lyrics um but man once i got the call with young blood um it was like hey we have five shows at south by southwest we need a trumpet player can you do it and i was like hell yeah let's go and they sent me all the stuff and i just met you yeah. know it's like i did what you're saying it's like i went through and yeah. You know, I went through each tune, and I'd, come, I'd take a break, I'd come back, play through the whole thing. I'd do it by, with in chunks, you know, just get it all memorized. We, we got down to yeah. South by Southwest, and, like, total whirlwind. It was like, okay, we have 20 minutes to run some spots. What do you guys want to run? It's like, there's no rehearsal, you know, so it's right. like if I didn't learn the shit, I would have had no chance to run it. Yeah. And we get there, and they're like, we hit a couple spots, and they were like, all right, Meckler, you, you good? I was like, yeah. They're like, all right, we're going to play the shows and then after that show they were like all right after that weekend they were like you got the gig you're in the band you know
1: yep, yep. Um, you're part of it you learn the yeah exactly like i yeah. know i can i can rely on you you know right right and it's, it's like them. i want i want the reason why i want you to not hire me is because of my ability not not because you know just because i i can't hang not not because i oh i should have spent more time on something like something completely right. in my control like i mean like, yeah, I'm going to, I practice, you know, I want to get better, but you know, that's a, that's a slow process, but like, I want to be able to, no, I want to not get the gig because um, I'm just not ready, I guess, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> rather yeah. than, you know, chart, chart making or, or just list or, you know, listening to the music
2: and stuff.
0: Right. Uh, to me, like, this is the real stuff. I'm, I'm also curious, um, cause I've been saying this to some musicians recently that, that the hang, just being able to hang, being around, being fun to be around, being a nice person, being kind, it's like, yeah. that's also a part of this. It's like, uh, oh, of yeah. course, like, respecting the music, putting in the time, really knowing the stuff is is a huge part of it. Um, yeah. But like I, you know, like you're a really, you're just a really fun person to be around. You know, it's like you're you're a great hang, and so and so of course, like you've got all this musical stuff happening, but also you're fun to be around. Like, how much yeah. do you think that's important as uh to, as a touring artist, as a touring musician? Uh, very actually.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, um, we I mean we've been for the last five months. I think I've been on the road for. Pretty- three of them, you know, um, so I've been living. So when you're on, you know, when you're on the road, I mean, you're living with the people and you're playing, I don't know, hour, hour and a half out of 24 hours, you know, (laughs) a day. Um, and you know, come, come second week or third week, those little things start to boil up, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and it's, uh, it's, it's difficult. Uh, the things that are bugging you that are on stage or off stage or, you know, it's, um no it's it's extremely important actually um maybe close to 50 percent of you know uh going against uh, your playing ability that's cr- <laughs> you know? that's
0: crazy man that seems that's just so crazy to me that like you can be the best player in the world but if you're pain in the ass like no one's going to want to play with you right well, yeah it's, it's like, just, like well, fundamental
1: do we want to go on the road with this Person, like <laughs> you know, I can yep. stand them just you know just this this much. Or are they? Um, do they show up? Are they are they going to be you know getting wasted uh, every night or before? Or like are they reliable that way? Are they going to show up at lobby call or? Um, are, can they just do basic function basic things on their own? You know how how self-reliable are they? You know, yeah, yeah, Reliant, yeah. you know, and um, all those things you know matter um but i think to um you have to be able to kind of look at the what is asked of you um in in any touring gig or whatever and kind of adapt and kind of see what what you know just kind of adapt to the your surroundings and um yeah just try not to uh make other people especially the boss or the tour manager whatever stress out about you you know like what are they asking of me and uh Try to, try to you know, yeah, just not not uh, you know, not be an ass, you know, <laughs> you know, right. basically, but um, yeah, um, I was having a big conversation with uh, Johannes about this. He just came on the, the on you know, Tona, great.
0: Yeah, I just worked with him uh, on a festival. We just played a gig uh, two days after you guys got back. Something
1: nice. Yeah. I saw I saw a picture of that nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were just talking about just the. Uh, being positive and just uh, people that are, you know, can, can stay positive and, and not stress out about, you know, little things or even if there's big things just to keep cool and just realize like your energy affects everyone around you. Um,
3: yeah. not
1: to be, not to be, uh, like overly optimistic or anything, but just to be like a realistic and, 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 um, just not freak out about stuff. Cause the stuff will go wrong. Tour touring can be really hard, you know? Um, yep. It's, uh, it is work, you know, it's a lot of fun, but it's still, it's work, you know, and, um, uh, you're on the clock, you know, um, right. So, yeah, just being positive from day after day. I mean, you really get a good idea of a, of a person after, yeah, a few weeks. Yeah. Um, and the it, how, is- how their energy is affecting you.
0: Right, right. He's another one of those guys that he'll just learn everything before he gets to a gig, you know, and I've hired yep. him for a bunch of stuff that's like, heavily composed you know my quintet stuff is pretty heavily composed and he just comes in and knows it all you know yep and then when we're rehearsing it's like it's it's less like oh you got to do this thing here and it's it's you can immediately go to a deeper level musically um exactly with people like that in your band it's so it's it's
1: yeah show up to rehearsal gig ready practice at home you know (laughs) practice at home at home um yeah, yeah that that was uh, my experience i we, uh, we rehearsed i rehearsed with Johannes for sammy's gig um yep. yesterday two days ago and he showed up no charts and yep. it, it was it was um awesome and it's like really hard music or just court yeah. million chord changes i've been listening
2: to that like, stuff it's great
1: but it's yep. like a lot of changes and it's a lot to remember and it was like again, it, uh, we're, uh, we're just at a different level of the rehearsal because if he was reading, I mean, that's a, I mean, I don't want to read. I mean, I play better when I'm not reading. I mean, yeah. then I, I, I got a chart in between me and the music, you know what I mean? Um,
2: yeah.
1: and you know, uh, I want to just, yeah, I want to play. I want to, I want to have fun and play and show my best self, you know? Um, and right. that'll be when I, uh, know the music. You know, just straight up, man.
2: Yeah, totally. I'll
1: have the most fun. I'm not going to get anxious about the gig. I want to be able to roll in. And um, that was something uh, from earlier, you know. um, I was thinking um, when I was younger and I was like in school, kind of what you talked about when you were like learning those uh, brass band tunes. Like, yeah, I was in school like full time and I'm getting these calls for these gigs and I'm like, what, 40 tunes i got to learn? But it was like really... I was trying to, I don't know how many times I charted out the same tunes. you know, right. after uh, after like a year goes by you're like, you know what, I've charted this tune, I've played it, I don't know it. I've like listened to it like one time and then charted it out and then showed up at the gig and I've, I've listened to it like three times, the three times i played played at a gig and it's just like, yeah. well, if I'm me- like realizing there's like a, you know, for every genre or whatever, there's like, what, a hundred tunes? You know that everyone plays or whatever
2: right ish you know
1: you know generally or whatever you know sure or or, or or, with like different circles of people they play certain tunes or whatever but it's just like how much if i memorize stuff you know um how often is that same tune going to come up and it's a lot you know so it, right now you know you, i can walk onto in certain groups and styles of music i can just walk on to most gigs and just know the stuff and then I'll play better, and I'll be less stressed. Like, oh, I got this kid coming up. Okay, well, I've yeah. down all the work. I, let me just do a quick refresher. You know, sure. And it's just,
0: I was going to ask, do you, do you find that it you you quickly recall tunes that you learned a long time ago that you haven't played in a long time? Like learning by yep. ear, I've always felt like there's a quicker process to remembering. Yep. because you learned that way.
1: Yep, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty pretty good. Like I, um, we just did. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I remember stuff. Um, for, for quite a long time, it seems, even if I don't remember the first chord, it's like, you know, it's like, yeah, I yeah. it. once I get into it, it's like, oh yeah, this is all coming back.
2: Uh, right. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It just happened recently where I was playing a gig and it was, they were like, do you know this? I'm like, ah, uh. oh, it was a combo. Yeah. it's like two that we played four years ago. It's like a Prince tune and, uh, it was, it was Prince's, um, uh, birthday or I can't remember, or, or it's like his death week or whatever.
2: Yeah, yeah, I saw that.
1: Um, so there it was. Um, a bunch of people at the at the bunkers uh, that last weekend, and so we had to play some press tunes, and this because I hadn't played in a long time. And it's like, wait, how oh, does it go? Huh? You know, and then all, once we started, it's like, oh yeah, got it. <laughs> you know, nice. Um, even if I couldn't even hear it before, you know. Um, but um, but yeah, just play, uh, memorizing it, you know, listening, and then having it, like listening to it, you know, um, over and over again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, some people, some people uh, it seems, don't forget stuff pretty quickly, but I, I, I don't. I have I found, you know.
0: Yeah. We're just going to pause there for a sec to say that this podcast is brought to you by the Gig Boss app. Jana and I created Gig Boss because we were leading our own groups, freelancing and others, touring, teaching private lessons, and doing freelance education work, all while raising our two boys. We needed a way to keep track of everything. Create a group, create an event, and start organizing the madness. Gig Boss app is free on iOS and Android. You know, I I tell students this sometimes, too, that like, at first it feels like the more you cram into your brain, the harder it'll be to remember it all, but I feel like it's the opposite. opposite. It's like the more you memorize, the more you see patterns between tunes, and you see connections, and you know what I mean? So it becomes almost easier.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, that's exactly. That's exactly what I tell people too. It's just like, once you, you see, you can, you can group these chords and this progression into like, oh, that's this. It's just like, uh, it's just one, three to four to, you know, diminished sharp four to yep. five sets or what, you know, like little classic, uh, cliches or whatever. There's, right. there's a minute. It's all patterns and it's just, and you're, and you're also teaching your ear to hear those things. And, that's what like I stress so much about learning tunes by ear. Is um, it, it's just it's so much of it is ear training and just getting used to these chords and um, le- learning how um, chords move around in one particular key. You know, like yeah. all the chords relate to this key, and you can feel what the two when it's the dominant two, what that feels like. Like, oh, yep. I know that. The more you do that, then you're listening to the tune. Yeah, you can hear it. You can hear it, and you can maybe memorize it really quickly because you're not. You're just like, yeah. It's, oh, it's just. Yeah, it's going to six or whatever. It's going to you know. So um, yeah. Rather than memorizing letter names that uh, precede each other, you know, that, that that don't relate, you know, you can yeah. see it as a. You know, the more you're on the numbers, you know. Um, yep. You know, or seeing it with uh, theori- theoretically, you know. Um, uh, that's how I, th- I I'm always thinking of the theory behind it. Like oh, it's. The, the five leads to the six and the six is in the new key or whatever. Like, okay, now I'm I'm like trying to make sense of it. I'm trying to, you know, and then I'm trying to use that when I when I write and when I play around and get to yeah. know the sounds, sounds of, of getting to know the sound of theory is, is, is like when I'm always telling my students or something, it's like, yeah, you can like know what the theory is, but you got to hear, you got to be able to hear that theory right? To actually, to actually understand it. Otherwise, it's just, it's meaningless, you know? Meaningless. Um, so like, you know, they like, hear the
0: theory, you know. So you you, you started touching on it. I was going to ask, like, memorizing so many tunes must, must be, like, in you now. And so when you write your own music, your own music is so potent. I mean, in the two records that you released in 2020, mm-hmm. there are so many yeah. great songs, great chord progressions. Uh, but also I've worked with you in bands where you bring in tunes yep. that are, like, immediately we're all like, this is a hit, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. you've got these great progressions. Uh yeah. so th- like that must have informed you like learning all these tunes must inform how you write them.
1: Absolutely. yeah, absolutely. Um you know at, yeah, it 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 absolutely has. Um yeah. I don't know where <laughs> to go with this. Yeah, you know, that's it's, all right. It's like, I feel like my my writing is um is is changed um a lot over the years. Um for a lot of different reasons or it is the way it it is for a lot of different reasons. Um, um, but, um, you know, um, I feel like often, especially when I was younger, um, I was always trying to write stuff that was beyond my, my, my ear, Mm -hmm. like, Oh, um, you know, um, I'm not used to hearing that chord. Like, there um like a, a seven dominant leading to the one major or something you know like oh that's cool that's hip i haven't like really discovered that i'm gonna write with that mm. you know a couple months go by i'm not impressed by that anymore but i was like writing it because i was i was psyched by it and what? if you keep chasing that thing um you're you're trying to write stuff that um, you haven't like used before or like heard much of and you quickly, I think end up for me, I was just trying to write stuff that sounds different. Um, and at one point I decided I was wondering like, am I just trying to write stuff that sounds different? Like, is this actually stuff like is it's, is, is, is that the point of it? Like what is the actual point of what I'm writing? Is it yeah. just to sound different or to be, is it, is it, is it different to me? I mean, it's like, um, I think it's cool because, but it's only it's only cool to me for until I get used to it, until yeah. I'm impressed by it. You know what I mean? Sure. It's like it's kind of well, it's kind of a funny thing.
0: Oh, uh, you know, you also you're talking about like writing sort of ahead of your ability. Um, yeah. I feel like I've been doing that for years, um, mm-hmm. and now so there's this great Ira, uh, is it Ira Glass who who has that quote that says like, uh, you know, the t- your taste is what gets you into the game. You have good taste your ability hasn't really caught up to your taste yet, right? So there is an element of oh, that. No. Of, of like, oh, totally. Of like you're hearing certain things or you you know you want to sound a certain way and you're trying to get there and yeah. over time your ability level catches up with what you're hearing, you know? And, and like I feel like I'm in this place now, now, I you know, I'm almost 30, I'm 37 and yeah. like been playing my own music since the beginning of being a professional <clears throat> and yeah. I now feel like like this new band with Johannes on bass, my my yes. quintet. I've I've like I've changed up all the personnel. I wrote a whole bunch of new yeah. music, and this is the first yes. time where I feel like I've caught up with what I'm hearing. You know what I mean? Where I'm right. like, oh, yeah. it's actually happening the way I imagined it in my head ten years ago, and couldn't yeah. get it to sound. And part of that is personnel. Part of that is me. A big part of that is just me being yeah. able to to do the thing convincingly. Yeah. Uh, You know what I mean? It's really, I I find that to be a fascinating piece of this puzzle and that's the journey. All of us are on it. We're kind of all on this different part of that timeline, but everybody's on that timeline, right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I I think that that's um, a really fun uh, way to, to learn, um, to learn music and learn theory and and learn um, if it's interesting to your ear. uh, I mean, you're talking about your taste and stuff, but um it's like I like that like why do I like that you know um I'm gonna write with that and I mean it's like a uh it's like an assignment you know it's like ooh I like that I'm gonna I'm gonna use that I'm gonna write a ton with it and I'm gonna explore it and and then a couple months later it's in your bag and you have it you kind of you can own it you know and then move on to the next thing you know right and um and that's a great way to write a bunch of stuff you know what I mean um and um that's uh, kind of what I was going with earlier is like, um, you know, I've, I've done that uh, or I did, I, I, you know, I did that for a, a lot of I might mean, still do it, but like um, I've also, um, I think a lot of the stuff I've written lately has been stuff where I sit down at the piano and it's like kind of first thought, best thought type of stuff, where mm. it's like, I'm playing basically what I, I'm trying to play just what I hear and I'm just kind of focusing on um, playing melodies that I like, you know, like stuff that feels good to me, you know, uh, yeah. a little bit rather than sounding um, having, int- having it sounding interesting to be the folk, the, the, the high, the number one thing I'm, I'm, it's been kind of a little bit more on, you know, the, vo- the vibe, you know, and, and the mood and stuff, and which sure. is, um, which is it's just fun. You know, like we're talking about writing and stuff, like, I could say, okay, um, I'm going to write five tunes. First tune I'm going to write is based off of something that I think is really interesting or something that's like a little bit outside of my, my hearing or I just, something I discovered while I was playing. Oh, that's like really cool. It's cool to me because I haven't heard it before or, or I haven't played it before.
2: Yeah. I'm going to
1: write with that or, you know, that whole thing we talked about earlier. Um, I, I'm also going to write a tune that is, um, you know, really soothing you know, or like having different, um, uh, starting points or like goals for, for different tunes, you know, um, Yep. and they all are valid. Um, but you might get very different results. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in that kind of stuff. Um, my first record was all, um, uh, solo piano. Um, and it was all like, kind of like four part ish harmony. Um, kind of, I guess it's, um, um. Yeah, a lot of the chords had four notes in it. I guess. Uh, yep. Um, and it was kind of a study, really. It's just me, um, sitting, or, sitting around and and really doing like we're writing. I'm like, ooh, got this little measure. Uh, where do I hear the melody going? And then, oh, what's a cool chord that can go underneath it? Where, what do I like? You know, and just like really building it. Um, kind of uh what we're talking about earlier is like kind of hearing uh, working on stuff that you is outside of your uh well outside of my improv uh ability i guess when i'm playing like do i understand what i'm doing is this ooh, going here that's i wouldn't have thought of that like ooh, yeah. cool okay you know like that yeah. was very much my um my soul piano record is all just kind of uh, i just got like following a thread um because a lot some of these tunes are like through composed where it like doesn't return to the melody or it's just like a, a just like a kind of a trip that just goes somewhere, you know? Um, yeah, and cool. that was all based totally on what we're talking about. Um, and um, the record, my last record was very much like um, just finding a melody I like and then um, and getting a nice feel and um, yeah. very, very different stuff. But um, I, so that's what I'm talking about. Um, you know, different goals um, yeah. for different records or for well, different songs, you know?
0: writing is sort of like composing writing that's like improvising in slow motion right it's like it, it, it yeah. allows us to it allows us to reach a little bit to go like because we get we don't have to do it in real time it's like we can go oh actually oh this is interesting huh i want to where where could this go it's like that yeah. that you all you are allowed to have that when you write and in some ways that's almost why we can we can reach farther than you know in terms of us as players yeah. Uh, we can go like, oh, not quite ready for this, really, but here it is. I wrote it. You know, it's like, I've yeah. been doing that my whole life, man, since, since yeah. early <laughs> college. has been like, I, I love right. Pat Metheny. I want to write a Pat Metheny type thing. All oh, right, yeah. here we go. I'm just going to write what I hear. You know, it's like I was doing that yep. sophomore year of college. Um,
3: yeah.
0: And that feeling doesn't really go away. It's like, you're always just trying to, for me, it's like, I love this thing now. I want to. I want to have more of yep. this in my language. How do I get more of this in my sound? How I, you know what I mean? Yep. Um, it's always that. It's always that which is one of the great things about music is it's constantly. Yeah, you're and you're, you're kind of like journaling.
1: I feel like all these tunes are sort of. Um, if you're if you're writing, you know, uh, this way or writing throughout your life, I feel like these are all journal entries of kind of what you're into at the time. You know, and yeah. it's, it's kind of cool, like uh, you know, looking at it. Um now like, you know, after a certain amount of years and like, oh yeah, I was into that then. Like, oh yeah, that was like really interesting thing to me. I was like that was I was exploring that, you know, and Yep. Um and not, not that I wouldn't write that tune now, but I was into that like you know, like that was a cool thing or whatever, you know, like Yep. It's it's cool.
0: Um And now it's in but, you, it's a part of you and when, whenever you write in the future is gonna be informed by it to some degree. So yeah. that's kind of what I've found is like writing writing new big band music now for me cause, because I started writing big band music in like 2007, like now when I write big band music, it's like all of these things that I experimented with over the years, now I can put them together in a smarter way, it's like I understand it a little better I understand the medium a little more you yeah. know, it's, and so now I, I used to say for a while that like it felt like I was writing the same tune over and over just in different ways. It was like experimenting with certain techniques and it was just like, all right, I'm going to use that same thing here and here and here and here. And then later on, it's like, all right, now I got to get out of that and get into something else. Uh, Yep. Yeah. It's a fun adventure.
1: That's great. That's kind of like my, my solo piano record is very much sort of that, you know, just, yeah, just, just exploring these, these things, um, these devices, you know, these little sounds I like. Oh, I can imagine with the big band stuff, like because you've done so many arrangements. I mean, it's just you know what, it, you know this. The more you do it, um, yeah, it, it's just you you get so much more informed, and it's just yeah, it's interesting what uh, what happens to your ear and, and, your, and your and your and your goals about what you're writing and yeah. you're trying to do. You know, <laughs>
0: and it's a it's a long term process, man. Like I I don't know that yeah. I I don't know that I could really see that when I was younger that it's like. Yeah, hey, it's you're going to continue to get better through like that doesn't end. That doesn't ever end. As long as you right. continue to to go after it, it's like you're going to keep getting better, you're going to keep understanding the medium in a deeper way, you know. Yep.
1: If you're down uh, for the journey, you know, if you if it's if, if you realize like, yeah, this is I you know, this is my life and this is what I like. I could do this. This could yeah. be is this a worth a life worth living, you know what I mean? Like yeah, you know, I I'm where i mean uh, i was watching the show uh with uh my wife last night about uh these people that are really into um uh chicken grooming
3: mm.
1: and it's like it's kind of like a, almost like a christopher Guest thing but
3: yeah
1: people that are like that like raised like thousands of chickens and there's like a million different like um there's these judges and there's like all these things that they're looking at for the chicken. Like what's a perfect chicken and stuff. And
2: wow. these people
1: are just like incredibly n- nerds about all this stuff. And it's, but it's like, they love it and they, it's awesome. You know, like they're so into it. And I just, I think about that with like people that are into art or music or whatever, that it's just, yep. they love this. This is what they're going for. And it's so nerdy actually like, it, but it, not with a negative, you know, not in a negative way. it's, it's, it's just, you know, finding something that you can really nerd out on is is kind of awesome. You know, that's that's not totally. to like, You know, that's or like being passionate about something, being into something, you know, is it's cool. Um, right. If it's gonna be more than one thing, that's even you know, even better, it's hard, you know. It's easy to just yeah. get sucked in, you know, you know? Yeah. But um
0: And although I wanna be the best at it, you don't have to wanna be the best at it either. It's like it's a thing you right. can practice as a hobby. You know, it's like being the best at it is not the point, right? It's like the point is yeah. self-expression. It's it's emotional investment. It's passion. It's joy. You know, it's like these are the things that we get from playing music. And though we're, and although there are people that obviously in those fields are driven to to try to rise, um, yeah. it's like you don't have to do that to be. I get this because I work with engineers here at Michigan Tech. You know, all my students yeah. are engineering majors. It's like this is a constant theme of like, you don't have to be the greatest to have a great life playing music and all of you right. are capable of going on from here and playing in professional level groups. Like you're, you're capable yeah. of doing that. Uh, and so many people that probably you work with as well in Minneapolis aren't full-time players, right? Right. It's right. Like they have some other thing that they do to make their money, uh, and they can, and they can still get a ton of joy out of playing music. I think that's amazing too. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, D- yeah. So you talked a little bit about the journey. Uh, mm-hmm. On your journey, you've now encountered a lot of heavy cats. You've played with a lot of sort of like modern day legends. Yeah. Is there any experience that you've had so far that sticks out? Um,
1: I mean, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, playing with uh, John Batiste was insane um yeah. um just his vibe was something um
0: he seems so like positive and energetic i've been yeah. listen- actually i've been listening to his album like nonstop. stop um yeah. i love his new record yeah I-, I didn't start listening to it until recently um yeah. i kind of slept on it a little bit but man it's yeah. great so like yeah. what so what what's that like
1: so we just did um we just did one uh recording session and um yeah it was just like he was so positive and he seemed like he loved he was just so down with the craft you know like let's oh no yeah it's like no nah, we don't need click or or whatever or, or you know just like let's just let's get a vibe let's have let's have, to, let's have a, a conversation and let's and um so into um it letting the music be what whatever it is, you know, like yeah. let's let's create it let's create a a, a a real thing in the moment, you know. Um and like seeing people like that are just so um open to take chances and um, you know, risks and um and being okay if it if it fails or whatever, you know, and of course yeah. it didn't. But like um that was um really, really interesting and cool to see, um, Nate Smith was on drums for that too. And that was right. Another insane thing. Um, uh, another guy, uh, down, um, to just get the vibe, you know? Um, um, yeah, man, i man I'm trying to think.
0: They're serving yeah. the song, man. That's you know. I remember JT serving, Bates yeah, saying something, something like oh, that to me. God. You know, JT's yeah, I mean, like that. You know, yeah. he, I, and it was before he was doing a lot of the indie stuff that he does now. It was before like playing with Bon Iver and before doing the Taylor Swift thing. And we were just hanging out playing jazz, and he was like, "I just want to play songs, man. I just want to play songs. songs. I want to serve the song, you know." Yeah. And that totally, fl- yeah, I flipped my head a little bit. I was like, "Whoa." Uh, Because coming from the jazz side And John Baptiste man It's the same way Dude I used to watch John Baptiste play with, with Roy Hargrove's quintet Like the 90s yeah. You know It's like yeah. yeah, It's so fun to see His progression As an artist Going from Being a jazz piano player Essentially To yep. being like an artist Who sings And who writes And who plays right. And there's also this Beautiful piano stuff On the album um, right. But it's like you get to see his whole artistry, um, yeah. in that snapshot, and it's cool to see people develop in that. Like I feel like I'm developing that way, you know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think with with him, it was I could see the little kid in him when he played, and yeah. his and his love of music. And I think that's contagious. And I think people around you, when you're playing or watching, it's just like, oh yeah, you know, you you feel like there's a sense of authenticity to it, you know. Yeah. Um, it's like. You can and you can hear the, the knowledge. You can hear the like the years that he spent, you know, in New Orleans and, and like the. You, you can just you can hear it. Um,
2: yep,
1: and it's um, really cool, man.
0: Um, what about some of the guests you guys have had on like the the um, long notes, the long notes? Yeah, like Victor Wooten or somebody. You know, Victor. Like, yeah. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, Vic, <laughs> Vic. Um, yeah, he he's uh, another extremely positive guy, but also you know, lo- in love with the music. Um, I remember he was, uh, he was, you know, he, we started playing with him and he started making a couple, couple notes, you know, to certain people. And it was like, Oh man. All right. Dick spread, spread some knowledge. Nice. <laughs> and, um, awesome. I don't want to single anyone out, but like it was, uh, it was really, really interesting. Um, oh, man. Oh, yeah. There's like, I just can't, I can't think right now. There's just, there's a ton of them. Yeah, that's cool. Um, Yeah, that's a question I gotta, I gotta have prepared.
0: That's all right. I gotta have have
1: a good answer for that.
0: Yeah, no worries.
1: Um, Yeah.
0: I'm curious, uh, so you blasted us with a couple great records in 2020. What do you have in the queue, man? What are you working on right now? Yeah,
1: just, um, just getting the album artwork done for a brand new record that, um, a guy, uh, a great trumpet player, composer Adam Meckler, is uh, <laughs> is is on
0: <laughs> fantastic news. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, Adam, yeah, uh, wrote a great horn arrangement and uh, and did a uh, played trumpet on one tune. Um, but it's a uh, I got new record um if if any of you are familiar with any of my other records, this is, this one is uh, uh, different than the other two by. Quite a lot. Um, my, my first one was a sole piano. The second one was kind of like um, synthesizers, uh, piano, roads, uh, and kind of some electronic drums and kind of yeah. like uh, groovy, uh, simple kind of uh, loop a little more loop based, I guess. Uh, but this one is um, basically my idea was I want to use um, I'm a huge um, uh, keyboard. Uh, I'm obsessed with keyboards, like you know. Um, uh, Your basement keyboards. of keyboards,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I got a, a uh, you know, uh, through all this, I've just fallen in love with playing on real keyboards and, and like all the old stuff, and and um, you know, I wanted to. Uh, it, was, it was actually from it was from starting to record my, myself um, with different bands and stuff, and it was like uh, okay, we need something like, like, uh, with one of my first funk groups, um, we are like recording and I'm like, all right, I got this like digital organ and like, it just doesn't fit in the track very well or Not whatever, or, or, this, or this, this digital clav or whatever. And this is, I mean, the, the, it's come a long way, like, um, uh, we're from where we are now, but even in the last 10 years, but, um, yeah, just kind of like, you know, going down that path uh, and also just playing live, um, it's like, I want to get a Wurlitzer and a guitar amp, you know, or a Wurlitzer and a guitar amp. Yeah. I want to play that live. I mean, it just feels so much better. I play better, you know? Yeah. Um, but, um, anyways, I have like, you know, sh- a ton of keyboards and, um, I wanted to sh- showcase like, uh, all those old keyboards and kind of go, um, anti synthesizer sort of, you know, just go, these are all sixties and seventies ish, um, keyboards. So, I made a record, um, a lot of piano, organ, Wurlitzer, Farfisa, um, in Oregon, um, and organ primarily. That's cool. That's, that's so cool. That man. was kind of like, I want this like 60s, 70s sound, so uh, electric bass, drums, and guitar.
0: <clears throat> I wonder, that's got to stand out in in terms of just the audio scape. It, yeah. It, that, that's good, that seems like it's going to stand out today because everything is 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 a vst right everything's like a digital instrument yeah yeah yeah, i
1: you know hopefully you know i think it it definitely having the limitations like was nice in in that sense where it was like with with my previous record it's like i got like a million different synth tones i can just like tweak for days but like okay i'm just going to use like how can a couple like let's have Wurlitzer on the melody with piano on the melody and uh Guitar, an octave lower, or whatever, doubling or uh, harmony, like getting into the arrangement side of it because um, a lot of this record is, um, you know, a lot of keyboard tracks overdubbed and stuff. So I'm yep. like arranging, uh, arranging these sounds, um, and um, and then I explored uh, in writing string ar- string quartet arrangements and, uh, cool. and some horn arranging, horn arranging too. So I got strings on a uh, you know cello. Uh, two violins and, and viola on I think four of the tunes and then horns on a couple got a uh, you know trumpet trombone sax got flute uh, yep. got pedal, pedal steel Joe Savage on, on a on a track
0: nice um, so are you being flute. so are you like trying to be intentional about uh, like features that might increase your visibility on Spotify. Like, is that something you're being strategic about in the making of this record? Not,
1: uh, not really. Um, no. I, I, you know, I could have, I could have done. Yeah, I, I, didn't really uh, pick the people based on that. It was kind of more like friends of mine, and then people that I think are great. Um, that are that I can go over to their place or have them over people, basically lo- people in town. Well, lo- yep. mainly local musicians. Um, I did have, uh, a drummer from New York on one track, John
0: Rose. Um, nice. And I guess oh, all yeah.
1: the cello came from Corey Grossman, who was out in Seattle.
0: Corey, beautiful man. Yeah. So, um, but a lot of the stuff was live,
1: um, uh, like, like the quartet, you know, drums, piano, bass drums, uh, were live. And, uh, it's all kind of based, um, kind of jumping around but like um Henry Mancini kind of vibes uh I think he had a a pretty big I- impact on on this record like um trying to go for just nice melodies um Cool with kind of cool grooves um but uh what I think is kind of cool about this is using a lot of instruments that would be featured on like you know some 60s or 70s stuff but with modern sounding drums with uh Jason McLane you know um was my engineer and mixer and uh, I mean, he has a huge impact on, on everything, Um, on
2: the tones. Yeah. On the
1: tones and you know, you were working with him. He's incredible. And, um, so he, we kind of have a modern sounding drums with, um, a bunch of old sounding stuff, which is kind of happened back then, you know, Uh, which I think is kind of cool. So kind of mixing, um, that, that's something that interests me is uh, making music with, um, instruments, that are you know, coupled together That and, and recording techniques that maybe haven't been uh, done a, a ton, basically because you couldn't get these drum tones back then or, or right. you know, you could record it like this back then, but we're using instruments from, uh, uh, like a whole from, from all the last 60, 70 years or whatever, you know, like, oh, we got this modern sounding stuff with this 60s sounding thing or, you know, just kind of That's coupling. Super cool. I think it's kind of interesting, you know. So, are you working
0: anyways, with a, like, are you working with a producer at all? Or are you doing it all yourself, so producing everything yourself? Just, just myself.
1: Yeah. So it's been a lot of like, uh, I mean, honestly we did a lot of, um, okay. I, I hear how this sounds. Uh, I'm going to go back and redo this or I'm going to have this yeah. guy redo this or this person redo this. Like it was a lot of that. Um, and, um, I think every time I did that, uh, it wasn't in a, in a we, we we're making it better, and that was that's the whole thing. Like,
2: right? Are we making
1: it better or making it worse? But uh, <laughs> having <laughs> you know, having Jason there, um, you know, as kind of like the voice of reason, um, was is that very helpful? You know, just to make sure, i am I crazy or can this be better? And he's always pushing me to. I was like, yeah, I think maybe maybe strings. He's like, do it.
3: Yeah, <laughs>
1: like I'm like, he's like, he's like, like write it, do it. So I'm like, okay, I got to learn how to write strings you know, I'm going to be it, you know, so, um, you know, learning how to do that. Um, and just, he is encouraging, um, to just use my imagination, use the imagination. And that that's like, that's what's so fun about producing and, and getting into this. Just like, well, I mean, it's whatever I want it to be. Uh, I'm not consider, I'm not super concerned on, on budget, not to say I have any money, but like, yeah. I'm going to make money and then, spend it on recording when i get more money i'm gonna spend it on record you know, yeah, <laughs> you know like
0: i'm just that like sounds like my life as well just knowing knowing when to stop you know um yeah. so um but
1: a lot of this was just yeah trial and error and, and just learning you know um trying to make records you know and uh and i i just love the process of it so much i, I found you know um yeah. and, um so yeah i love doing it um and uh so yeah for, for for this record no i didn't focus on i haven't really focused that much on promotion or any of that stuff yet um i'm gonna finish the artwork hopefully this week and i'm gonna try to release it in like a month um and uh i'm gonna try to do a couple promo
0: things uh i was gonna ask you, know, are you gonna track by track it or are you gonna do a, a whole record i'm gonna, are you gonna, I'm gonna do two singles? singles
1: i got two singles and um I have uh Andrew Tompton, uh Sax player from uh, Purple Punk Metropolis. He's yeah. like a graphic designer guy, uh video guy and he's I hit him up and see saw if he'd uh make a video for me, just these cool like really cool, uh funky like videos. So he's working on a beta right now and it looks pretty cool. So awesome. I'll have a video for, for one of the tunes, um, which is cool. Yeah. And uh otherwise I'm just gonna release it and just kind of get it, get it out there so I can move on, you know, <laughs> just, yeah, you know, um, yeah.
0: Get so it like, out so I can move on. <laughs> That's yeah. such a, yeah. such a musician thing to say. Yeah. But get it out, go on to the next thing.
1: Yeah. I just, I want to get it off my plate and, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I love the experience of making it so much. If anything, you know, we'll see if anything happens. I, I, I could probably do a lot more to, I know I can do it way more things to, to promote it. And, uh, um, you know, typical, you know, musician, not really, uh, you know, spending the time on all that stuff. But um,
0: yeah, well, it's like you work with one of the masters of that, so I did wonder, I like, know. have you <laughs> taken <laughs> any cues from what Corey does? Has that influenced oh, yeah. how you're doing things and, um, at all? It's like,
1: well, I think so much of it is seeing how much work he spends, and be like, man. I don't think I can do that. Yeah, <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's, like, it's almost hurt. Almost hurt me uh, in a way. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, geez, I just don't think I. I'm Just not that guy, man. Like, yeah, it's it's, it's tough. Um, but yes, you know, I've also I've learned I've picked up a lot of things. What I should do, not to say that I'm incorporating them.
0: Yeah, you know, I guess people may not really know even how you got the gig with Corey and how you know Corey. Do you want to talk about yeah. that just a little
1: bit? Sure. Yeah, man. Uh sorry. uh, first day of college, walk in to my ensemble. Corey's first day at McNally Smith. We get paired together as an ensemble. Two thousand five. Nice. And uh and I was like, oh man, this guy's dope. I <laughs> didn't use that language back then. I was probably like, this guy's cool or whatever, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. So two thousand five, uh we met, paired up to the jazz jazz ensemble at McNally, uh and we just started playing together and that was it. Yeah, yeah. we would just been playing together. So we uh and we were all back Corey wanted to be Pat Matini, I wanted to be Brad Meldow, you know, and uh or Chick at the time really it was like and then it was kinda of Brad and um but we're super you know, we're in musical. Uh and we're yep. just, we're both we're both writing together and writing tunes and we uh uh cory landed a gig at the artist quarter which is now kj's
2: yeah hideaway, KJ's hideaway yep
1: um and uh we opened for uh the organ group uh, on tuesday
0: i remember that that was like a legendary tuesday night residency yeah, yeah
1: yeah um we for free for no money we played for six years um every tuesday
0: wow six years <laughs> yeah
1: Man. And uh it was me and Corey, me and Dan, uh, Musselman kinda of split yeah. up the keyboard chair and then uh it was Zach Zach Schmidt on drums and like it'd be like Jose Peña or Andy Schuster or um uh just a bunch of different bass players. Um but we, we just we play and we played original music, mainly mine and Corey's and Cool maybe someone else's and then we'd do some standards or whatever. But <clears throat> you know, just young wanted to play jazz club, gave us a gig for free. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like,
1: but uh, <laughs> uh, it was it was uh, Bill Brown and Billy Francie at the time, Kenny Horst, who Bill Brown and Francie were in the Doctor Miles combo. Uh, yeah. They played every Tuesday at the Arts Quarter, and it was like they played like R and B stuff, funk stuff on Sunday and Monday, and then Tuesday they play jazz, like Oregon Trio jazz, and like that was like super impressionable on me. I was like, that's so cool that these guys can play that kind of music, and then come over here play burrs, and they just clearly love music.
2: Right and and
1: then later on, I took Bill Brown's uh, seat. Bill Brown left the band, and I and I got to play with Billy Franzi until he died. Um,
3: yeah, the
1: combo, and that was like I watched R-I-B. him growing up. You know, like yeah, yep. I watched him, and it was he was, you know, um, yeah. I, I learned a lot from from him, just watching him and then playing with him was incredible. Um,
2: yeah, he had a great guy who just
1: loves to play. You know, yep. guy who loves to play music, and that's that's like the the people. That it seems like I I like to play music with the most or just people that I really like. me. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, yep. um, but y- you can tell, um, you know, JT, um, you t- mentioned JT earlier and it's just like, I feel like he's, I've been playing with him now for, for, you know, maybe four or five years and it's his ideology is, I feel like made a, you know, uh, pretty big impact on, on, uh, on my, what, what I'm into too. And, and it just like, seeing a guy who is who's so great but is so down for making music no matter what style it is whatever tunes they are and he's you know um it's been really cool um playing with him and learning from him Um, yeah and and like we're we're, you know we do like grateful dead gigs like where we're playing tunes you know like with him and, and he's down and we're like like just and then we'll do a jazz organ gig and then we'll do like a meter thing or whatever you know like all these different styles I and mean, it's just, he's just down, but a, a person who clearly loves music, you know, and, and is not, um, doesn't look down, uh, to, 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 I think, uh, you know, um, he, he, he you know, he's, I feel like he sees music as a vehicle to, to, to hang out with friends, you know, on stage, you know, and, and, and be, and, and, and no matter what, the tune is, you know, even if it's like the simplest thing. But he's down for like beautiful moments, down for soft. He's down for the whole dynamic, you know, the whole like a exploring our emotions and stuff. And and that's yeah, it's it's some cool, cool, cool things, you know, to realize that that is cool. And that's yeah, cool, man. You know. Yeah. Um. Um. But um. Uh, sorry. Um. Yeah. Anyways, we had that gig at the artist Quarter.
3: Yeah.
1: We had it. Then we had a band. Fusion band for a while with Johannes and Petar and Corey. Uh, Yeah, man, and And that that was all.
0: That's all the cats, man. That's like the yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's the the long band. Yeah, pretty much uh, some tours. Petar showed up
1: in like 2009, I think,
0: um,
1: and uh, from Serbia, and came to the school, and then we all started playing together, and you know, and now it's. So many years later, it's insane.
0: Yeah, that's so cool, man. To to take that from that to to where you guys are now, it's pretty. But again, kind
1: of what I said earlier is like you don't know who you you know that was kind of completely luck, but you don't know who you're going to be hanging out with later in life or like who you know you meet and it's like wow.
0: Well, it's another thing that I say to students is like, hey, if you stay in the game long enough, eventually the people around you are going to become successful. To some degree, people you came up with, it's like somebody's going to catch a break, and like you know, it's, if you're still making music and doing your thing, it's like eventually there's going to be some. You're going to get opportunities from that. You know what I mean? Yep,
1: yeah, that's a, a perfect example with Corey. It's just like, yeah, well, he's out of a uh, lot of a lot of the friends, if not the most successful. A lot of the like the people I kind of grew up playing music with um, oh. right now, or, or you know, he's he's one of them, and and he's. And he, we've always gotten along great, and and had a lot of different musical experiences together, and playing in millions of different bands together over, you know, and um, so it's and he wants to have people that he can trust, and you know, and people that see eye to eye, um, musically, or or um, or uh, are able to, you know, um, uh, help, you know, balance out each other or something, you know. Right, right. Maybe I have something that he likes that he doesn't have or whatever, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. What if, you know, um, so it's, uh, yeah, you just don't know. It's really interesting. I, I, I mean, it's incredibly, like, who would have, who would have, who would have thought, you know? Um, but
0: yeah, you know, old, old, old friendships, man. It's crazy. It's cool. Super cool. So, Hey, if you were to, you know, if you were talking to a group of young students who want to be maybe young, young musicians who want to be pros, um, yeah talented high schoolers, maybe what, what advice would you give? Uh, I feel like we've already said a bunch to this podcast, yeah. but is there anything in yeah, particular right. that, that, that you would say?
1: Yeah. I mean, kind of back to what we're talking originally. Uh, I mean, to sum it up. Um, well, I mean, it's, it's, um, don't skip on playing a line of the record, you know, um, get as, listen to as many, uh, as many records as you can. Play along, try to figure out what you're into, um, and then figure out if you're uh, if you're not into it, and, and don't <laughs> and don't pursue it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> save 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 uh, save the money. Uh, sure, um, but um, yeah, you know, um, it's uh, there. I guess it comes down to what I, I feel like. What I've learned is that there are, there are no shortcuts, um, and you might not be extremely successful by your, by the time you're 21, you probably won't be, you know? Um, but that's okay. Like I think kind of what we've been touching that touching at is, uh, having a wife in music and that might not mean you're, um, you're making stacks or you're, you're famous or whatever. Like, but that, what, what are your goals? What is the point? And I think what I've learned is that it's, um, I feel like I've lived so far uh, a happy and, and good life, um, by, trying things and, and exploring music. Um, yep. and, um, you know, uh, if you, uh, I guess it's, uh, my advice are always like, try harder, look around you and try harder than your friends.
2: <laughs> I love that. You no, know, try I harder than,
1: that. um, and, and like look around to like, for me, it's like looking around at other keyboards in the scene. Well, if I try harder or if I do more work, I'm probably going to get the gig. And then I, and then all of a sudden I'm around it. All of a sudden I'm in a new circle of people, <clears throat> and I'm yep. looking around at them because I wouldn't have got to that circle of people if I didn't. Oh, I just wasn't ready to, to, to be playing with those people yet because mm-hmm. I wasn't displaying. I just wasn't ready for it. But all these people I'm playing with now are approaching the way that I am,
3: the mm-hmm. the way that
1: I decided to to become. You know, right. like it's like look around you. Like you, it's, what I have found is that it, it's easy to get comfortable with when you're looking around, like say you're, the, the musicians you are you're playing with, and you're like, okay, this is the bar they're setting. It's show up to the gig. Doesn't matter if you learn the music, whatever, like, who cares? Let's just have fun. You know, like, yeah. You know, um, but it's like, if you, I, you can't treat music like that, uh, for every gig. And yep. if you, if you don't all of a sudden, you're gonna be playing with musicians that really respect the craft.
0: Yeah. Well, word spreads, right? Word spreads whether you do whether you respect the craft and know the stuff or not. It's like it's gonna spread words gonna spread either way.
1: Word is gonna spread. People talk. People yeah. that that's one of the biggest things. People talk, every single gig counts. Um, yeah, the whole that like, you never know who's gonna walk in the door it is true. Um yeah. there 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 there's sometimes there's life changing things that happen. Um and and um but you just treat treat yourself, treat your friends, um, treat music, treat craft with respect. Um, and uh, yeah, like I said, try harder. Um, it's it's uh, yeah, learn learn the music. Listen, try harder. Feel like we should we make, make a extra. T-shirt. That says, try <laughs> try harder.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Try harder. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. You know,
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I got I have to try harder too, man. It's, yeah. Hey. It's just like yeah. Um, no one's exempt. But um, but yeah, I think for young musicians, it's like get with the tapes, yeah. learn learn by ear,
2: Yeah, learn from or recordings,
1: and yeah, and um, um, yeah, that's one of the biggest things, you know. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, look around you and try harder than the other people around you. Yeah. See where the see see where the bar they set and set yours higher. Yeah, and then you'll keep you'll keep upping that, you know. Yep. And where it'll spread. That's, that's like straight up what happened with, it was like a certain point where I was like, it made sense to me logically that I need to memorize or or like get way better at memorizing stuff, you know? And I was like a a very conscious switch. Um, and, um, which, you know, when I'm looking at this, I'm like, this makes sense. When I do this over time, this will, you know, not to say like I, I could predict, but it was like, no, this absolutely makes sense. Yeah. Like over time, this will, I, this, this is just a better way to live. You know?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and, and, um, and, it, it, you know, played, enough, played around enough to, to see how your name spreads and how much people talk. And then I look around and I see, why aren't I rising in the scene more than I should be or mm-hmm. more than I want to be? Yeah. Not that I deserve it, you know. But like, um, what, what what am I doing wrong? What what aren't I doing? And um, I'm doing as much as my friends are, or my people I play with. But it's like, ooh, that's uh, that's not it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> something like that, you know what I mean?
0: Yep. Um. So that's yeah. That's, well, that's great. Yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. This was super awesome. Um, uh, great. Appreciate it. you it's taking the time. time to talk to you, man yeah likewise it's good to catch up yeah yeah i'll be in minneapolis a couple weeks man so maybe we can link well i don't know you're always gone but uh yeah i'll be gone a couple weeks sometime sometime we can link man it'd be great
1: i'd love to man love to play with you again too
0: yeah sure we'll make it happen we'll make it happen uh we're gonna link all your stuff in the show notes so anybody that's listening that wants to check out kevin's music uh, it'll be in the show notes. You can find all of it there. Let's uh, let's get his numbers up, baby. This is one brilliant dude. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Appreciate it very really much. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, man. All right, I'll talk to you soon.
2: Cool. All right. Peace. Yeah. Bye.